Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Alexis, codenamed Doc Holiday Jackson. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. We have returned from our brief break earlier this week with a brand new Lister Mail segment. We're kicking off 2022 in the absolute best way we know how, which is to find more leads, more stories, more reaction, more correspondence from you and your fellow conspiracy realist. This week's segment will take us uh, to Amazon, where we're hearing some firsthand anonymous accounts. Uh, this will also take us to a mysterious event in October of 1999 concerning the Navy, no spoilers, and we'll also travel to a place that may not be familiar to everyone uh, called the Rocky Mountain Flats Nuclear Site, which has a storied, unpleasant, and murky history. As a matter of fact, why don't we start there? 
because this one uh, we talked about off air, I think, ha- is an episode in the making. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, it's, it, you know, who doesn't love a good nuclear fallout story? Am I right? Um, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before that in a previous life, I was a more or less beat reporter uh, for Georgia Public Radio. And uh, one of my beats was the nuclear industry. So I got to spend some time at uh, Savannah River site, um, which is a nuclear um, weapons uh, repository where like a lot of the legacy waste uh, produced by the manufacture of nuclear weapons were sent uh, and buried in pits in the ground and, and ongoing efforts there to track like the effect on wildlife and all that. And I also got to uh, cover plant Vogel, which is a big nuclear power plant um, here in Georgia uh, and their uh, still ongoing efforts to build a second um, plant or a second uh, reactor, rather. I think it's still underway or it's, it hasn't fully happened and it was supposed to happen years and years ago. But the point being is that nuclear power and nuclear processes are very, very costly, uh, take a long time to get approvals for and to build and are very, very dangerous, uh, can be. Anyway, we all know about Chernobyl, um, the nuclear explosion that took place at the Chernobyl power plant in Russia. But I bet you that many of us have not heard of Rocky Mountain Flats. I certainly hadn't, uh, and I didn't until we got this email from J.H. Didn't get full permission to use the name, so I'm just going to go with J.H. here. Hello, STDWYTK team. The recent fires in Colorado, Superior and Boulder, reminded me of a topic I don't think you've covered yet. The fires were reasonably close to where this event took place, and of course, that never made the news. The Rocky Mountain Flats plant was home to the most advanced nuclear war development in the 1950s through the 1990s. It was also home to the most costly industrial accident in U.S. history, a raid on the Department of Energy by the FBI and EPA with arrests and convictions, several accidents that almost eliminated life east of the Rocky Mountains and were covered up, uh, the largest Superfund cleanup to date, and the Superfund is a weird term they use uh, for sites like Savannah River site that are repositories uh, for nuclear waste or sites that have been contaminated and polluted and end up needing to have mitigation uh, that can often take years. Uh, It has to be monitored. That was me, not the letter. Uh, To go on, a huge swath of land still not accessible and closed off for reasons that are not public. This recent fire was well within range of this site and burned around part of it. However, this area received the highest protection from the fire. Yet the fact that it was close to this famous site was not made public, nor was the current danger had this area burned. Uh, and he goes on to give us some really helpful links uh, and closes saying, I think this would make a really interesting show about something that is still going on and has been for decades. Uh, few talk about or even know about it. It seems to be conveniently forgotten. J.H., uh, I completely agree. Being something of a minor nuclear nerd just because of that past that I mentioned, it's also just something that's very fascinating um, in the history of the United States. I was not aware of this at all. Had either of you guys heard of Rocky Mountain Flats? Uh, yes, but I'm I'm not the best case test for this. Fair. How about you, Matt? Yeah, I, I'm a good test case. No. Okay, <laughs> great. The test case has passed. Um, it is fascinating stuff. One of the links that JH sent 
uh, is to an article on um, westworld.com that talks about the fire uh, in question. Um, it is described as being America's Chernobyl. Uh, May 12th, 2009 was the 40th anniversary of a fire that uh, overtook what was then called the Rocky Flats National Munitions Plant, uh, which is about 16 miles north of Denver, or upwind. Does that mean north? Upwind is important in terms of the way nuclear fallout is carried. Um, but I'm not quite sure what that means uh, in terms of, you know, geography. But we'll go on. There is a quote here from Congressman Jared Polis, uh, who spoke to the U.S. House of Representatives on that date. And I'm just going to read a little bit from it, and then I think we'll probably just move on, because this is a really good tease, and it really lets you get, he gets right to the heart of it. I rise today to commemorate one of the most fateful days in the history of the state of Colorado, the day the Rocky Flats nuclear weapons plant outside of Boulder nearly became America's own Chernobyl some 30 years before that terrible accident in the Ukraine. On Mother's Day of that year, a fire broke out amid the glove boxes in Building 776, where plutonium spheres were being manufactured for use as cores for some of the most powerful weapons in human history. The fire quickly spread throughout the facility as many of the fire alarms had been removed to make room for more production. It is estimated that between 0.14 and 0.9 grams of plutonium-239 and 240 were released before a heroic band of perhaps 40 firefighters were able to control and eventually douse the fire. Those firefighters faced the immense decision of whether to battle the blaze with water, which could have set off a chain reaction, with the resulting explosion literally contaminating the entire Denver metropolitan area. Luckily for us, they chose correctly. Still, plutonium was released into the environment from that accident, though the air vents in the roof of the building and the firefighters extinguished it. Thousands of Coloradans were exposed, although how many, we'll never know. Um, yeah, it really is kind of a Chernobyl-like event. Um, I, and it feel, I don't know, I can't speak to the time, you know, when this happened, but it certainly feels like history has forgotten it much more so than Chernobyl. So I guess it makes sense since Chernobyl was sort of like a, a black mark on the regime of the Soviet Union. So something that I think maybe we'll get a little schadenfreude out of here in the United States, not so much with our own uh, disasters and uh, mistakes. Um, pretty bad at copping to those. So I don't know. I, I honestly think we could keep this one pretty short. Uh, and thank you, JH, for writing in. But I do feel like there is certainly something they don't want you to know or they don't want us to know Ooh. about the uh, the Rocky Flats uh, nuclear weapons plant. Yeah, you contamination. Think? Contamination there. Uh, it, it is actively contaminated. Uh, that contamination will probably persist for millennia. Uh, and I think the underground contamination, there was a decision made just to leave it as is. Wow. Yeah, I almost don't want to spoil it too much because there's a lot to this uh, that is well worth, you know, a full discussion. But you're absolutely right, Ben. Um, and then, I mean, if we get a little more history, too, about the relationship between the Atomic Energy Commission, which is now the Department of Energy. But I still think we still have the Nuclear Regulatory Commission and the relationship between those bodies and how, you know, the Nuclear Regulatory Commission. Yeah, it's their job to, like, make sure everything's safe. But at the end of the day, it seems to be often populated by people that are like former nuclear energy executives or utility executives. So they definitely have something of an agenda. I, it's, 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 I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want to throw them under the bus. It's been a while since I've reported on this stuff. So I really want to kind of brush up on some of this, but there are 
interesting conflicts of interest that arise sometimes between these these bodies. Um, initially, when this site was proposed, it existed under the code name uh, Project Green Apple, uh, and it was a forty five million dollar um, federal project uh, that would be built on a 6,500 acre plot that uh, was on this high plateau near the foothills um, overseeing you know, ranches and creeks and all of God's great beauty that, that exists in that part of the country um, and would go on to be a serious public health uh, hazard. Uh, but there's so much more to it than that. I kind of yeah. think we leave it here for now. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. In that same westward article that you mentioned, there's a whole section in there about 19, the late 1980s when the FBI and, and several other agents and groups came forward and like found the secret stuff that was going on, documentation from within the plant that really just showed how bad things had gotten. It's pretty, pretty creepy. Agreed. Yeah, sorry, Matt, you nailed it. I called this uh, this website Westworld. I guess you can see where my mind is. It's called westward.com. Um, so if you want to look into it uh, yourself, that's a great article. Um, JH also sent us a few other sources, uh, including um, cumulus.epa.gov. Uh, and rockyflatsdownwinders.com, which is kind of a whistleblower society, a community organization advocating for residents living downwind from Rocky Flats. Because, again, that direction of the wind matters when it comes to carrying nuclear debris and nuclear materials that can absolutely cause cancer and other horrible maladies. So let's put a pin in this one. Thanks so much, J.H., for writing in. And we're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor and come back with some more listener mail. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more 
while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. And we're back. And we are immediately jumping to the phone lines to hear a message from Nate. Hey guys, first off, that's a great little message in the beginning. It made it seem really real. Anyway, I just thought of something that every once in a while comes up in my memory. Um, and so I thought I'd share it with you. During the Y2K scare uh, in 1999, uh, I went to the Navy and I went through boot camp at Great Lakes at the boot camp station over there. Anyway, so between October and the first of the year, uh, 20, 2000, excuse me, there was a moment in which, like early in the morning, a fire alarm went off and every single one of the buildings, all the divisions of uh, cadets like myself that were training, we all had to do a fire drill. We grabbed our blankets, we ran outside, and I don't know, it was like 20 degrees outside, and something gigantic on fire flew over the base. Um, we all just kind of assumed that it was like a comet or an asteroid. I don't know. You could feel the heat coming off of it and it was so bright. You couldn't find any like definition of what you were looking at. And it flew overhead and we all stood out there in our skivvies and our wool blankets for like an hour. And then our petty officers and chiefs just sent us back in and that was the end of it. Anyway, uh, as soon as I could, uh, once I was in the civilian world again, I went on the internet, the early days of the internet, and I found nothing. And I like checked the local papers, found nothing. Nobody would talk about it. My buddies in the division, they never found anything about it. And like, that was the end of it. And like, I feel like every decade I kind of remember it. And then I go and try to find something on the internet. And I can't find anything. Anyway. Thought I'd share that with you. There was never an explosion sound. There was never any concussion, but it was big enough that in the middle of the street, if you looked up and you saw these three-story buildings on either side of you, it was so big, you couldn't see its edges. So it was so close to us. It just craziest thing I had ever seen. And no, no, uh, no answer as to what it was. Anyway, keep doing what you guys are doing. I love the freaking show, man. Don't ever stop. All right. Have a happy new year. Bye. Hey, happy new year to you, man. Yeah. Happy new year. Everybody, all, every one of us. Good job uh, <laughs> not dying in that, uh, in that bizarre incident. Now, Matt, were you able to, were you able to find anything so far in your day? I have found zero for this event. Mm. Zero. So this is my call immediately before we even discuss this thing. 
Were you in the Navy stationed somewhere in the Great Lakes or were you just hanging out in the Great Lakes sometime between October 1999 and January 2000? Did you see anything like this, like Nate described, something very large and on fire flying overhead or crashing somewhere near the Great Lakes? We want to hear from you. So please, please write to us, conspiracy at iheartradio.com or 1-833-STDWITK. That's my first call. Anybody else to corroborate this in any way? Uh, because this is an incredible story that Nate just told us. And it sounds like something just ripped out of a science fiction novel. So uh, please corroborate if you can. Guys. Mm-hmm. The fire alarms were going off and there was a fire drill before this occurred. Right. Why do you think that happened? Let's just imagine this is all true and this occurred. Why did that happen first before the flaming thing went overhead? Well, there are contingencies. Yeah, there are contingencies in place. Somebody saw something and pulled it. Got you. Okay. But, But was it to warn or to create a diversion? Well, I mean, it seems like it's incoming. Something is incoming, right? So I, I, I get Ben's notion that someone saw something maybe on radar, you know, that there's something moving quickly towards their position. So an alert was sounded. But in this case, it wasn't like everyone came out at the ready. They came out in like a fire drill style, Got as it. Nate said, wrapped in, in blankets and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is also a huge location. It's the mm-hmm. Navy's only boot camp. It's, it's like a compound. If you're familiar, if you have the dubious luck to... uh to end up at a boot camp, or if you have the dubious luck to be a military brat, you know that some of these places are almost uh, cities of their own, right? Mm-hmm. And this this compound has like over a thousand something individual buildings. We're talking like sixty nine miles of roadway just on the mm-hmm. base. Like this is this is a big place for there to be a. Uh, System-wide fire alarm. The the boot camp itself is um, is located in this naval station called Naval Station Great Lakes. But like, just to give you a sense of it, it's it's the kind of operation that has its own police force, its own fire department, a public works department. Like, there's this is huge. This is a huge spot. Yep. And this is weird, guys, but. In my head, I had an image of that old prison break movie that starred Nick Cage. Do you remember this? The Rock? There, the, yeah. the Rock? Mm-hmm. No, it's not The Rock. It's not oh, The Rock. it's a different one. It's uh, Con Air? Con Air. Con Air, I, I, yes. He I, was image, really in his prime then. <laughs> that yes. one created one of my favorite gifts where his hair is just blowing in the wind, you know? He's got this luxurious mane. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like one that you just put up, I guess, when you're like feeling easy breezy. Yeah. I still like that Steve Buscemi's character, spoiler alert, three, two, one, spoiler, gets away. (laughs) Pedophile? Uh, Uh, No, the serial killer. He's a serial killer. But isn't there a pedophile character too? I don't Uh, think Buscemi was. There's one character that like hallucinates a young girl in in an empty pool. Uh, Never mind. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, so, okay, that's not what went in my mind. The part went in my mind, and I can't break it out of my head. Ben, come back to us with your findings here. Um, I think it's a, a Lockheed C-130 Hercules or, or a very similar large cargo plane that's on fire at some point in that movie. And mm-hmm. I just 
imagine that being the thing, like this massive military airplane that's just on fire in flames, like going dangerously low over the camp. But again, like why would people in the Navy not recognize a C-130? I mean, I feel like they would just the, by the sound of it. And there was no like concussion, no explosion, nothing like Ooh. that. I, I know that's probably not what happened, Nate. It's just, that's in my mind what I imagine. Yeah. And this is before, like, like you uh, so astutely pointed out, Nate, this is before uh, the ubiquity of the internet as we understand it today. So, the, and also mobile technology was nowhere near what it is now, at least in the public sphere. Because those rumors are true. I got those confirmed. But um, but the point being, a lot of people wouldn't have smartphones or, or tablets to uh, grab video of some sort. And for some of the more skeptical in our audience today, Nate's story may sound a little outlandish. The idea that somehow an entity like the U.S. government could effectively suppress something with so many witnesses, right? Or just keep it out of even the local Picayune or whatever the name of the newspaper is. I just like saying Picayune. Um, Fun word. It is. And there's something that just happened today as we came in to record that I think is instructive. Even now, right, where everybody has just been sort of bullied or normal, like we've all accepted it for some reason as normal to always be online, um, and always be speaking into our, you know, various megaphones. This kind of suppression can still happen. Today, thedrive.com and several other sources reported, you, pro- you may not have heard about this. I don't know if it's This is up on my old. computer right now. Yeah. The, yeah. The wet aircraft across the Western U.S., I found this on an air traffic controller forum I frequent. Um, aircraft across the Western U.S., had a full grounding of planes. Without explanation, the closest guess is that it coincides with a ballistic missile test out of the DPRK, street named North Korea. Uh, this, this is very puzzling to air traffic controllers themselves because they're not getting an official explanation of what's going on. So if someone wants to turn off the faucet of information, it's a little bit tougher now, but it can still happen, which to me, um, just as an example, lends some more credence to the possibility that something did occur there in Great Lakes and that it was successfully repressed. Or, you know, again, maybe it was an explosion, maybe it was a meteor, but I checked some um, meteor I know people are down with meteorite hunting. It's, it's really cool. We talked about it in a previous segment, I believe. But um, there are people watching the skies, and they're not necessarily controlled by governments. And governments can't do a ton to – they can't really do much at all to stop stuff from hitting the planet via space right now. You know what I mean? So the best they can do is information control after this. But like you, Matt – I looked in some unorthodox places and I still came up with nothing. So right now, Nathan, the best bet for us as a team is to uh, get some corroboration, as Matt indicated, from other people who had physical eyes on, who were on the ground when this occurred. And then if we can get more sources on that, then we can start to build out some possibilities and trace some leads. Dog Agreed. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Nate, for letting us know. And again, please call us. We'll be right back. 
Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. And we have returned. This is a great listener mail segment so far we're, we're learning lots of stuff and we hope you're enjoying it as well as always when we are talking about sensitive subjects if you would like to be anonymous we 100 have your back and we'll do the best we can uh sometimes peek behind the curtain we also edit out some specific information and correspondence if we feel it would compromise you uh, but we do want you to feel as uh, safe as possible when you contact us at one eight three three STD WYTK or conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Uh do note that if you contact well, at least in my case, if you contact me on my personal social media and you need to retain an anonymity, I will do my best, but we must consider all social media channels public knowledge. Don't say anything on there that you wouldn't want everybody knowing about in five, 10 years, just, just yeah, as a rule yeah. of thumb. Uh, don't so, send anything to my computer specifically if you don't want it to be known. 
by <laughs> uh, a few individuals. Right. So with that being said, that is an important message about anonymity. Let's kick it off with a wonderful letter from someone writing inside Amazon asking to be anonymous. And I think uh, this I think this conspiracy realist raises some fantastic points. I'd like to share the letter and then let's discuss. Hi, guys, says Anonymous. If you do anything with this, please don't use my name. Anyway, I just listened to your new segment on the problems Amazon workers are facing, like not being allowed to have their phones or being forced to work in inclement weather. While I agree this isn't good, you guys seemed surprised about it, and I feel like many of your listeners might also be. I just want to let you know that this is in no way a new phenomenon that's come along with greedy Amazon. And if you are rethinking your use of Amazon based on this, you should be rethinking your use of chain stores too. This is how it's been in retail for decades at this point. Obviously, the phone thing is newer, referring to the the cell phone usage policies. But even that's been that way since cell phones were widespread in retail environments. If you are caught on the floor with a cell phone, you're pretty much fired unless your manager is not a corporate shill, parentheses, most are. Our policy when I worked in one store for a tornado warning was to shelter the customers and get this, then come back out onto the floor and continue our other work stocking, neatening, cleaning, what have you, unless there was a clear sign that we were in danger. I live in redacted, so plenty of snow, and we were required to come in to work in whatever weather and could be fired if we didn't comply because if there's even one customer, we have to serve them. This was still the uh, store I was mentioning earlier, so nothing even remotely necessary was happening. I can only imagine it's worse somewhere necessary, like a grocery store, not generally sent home due to weather and not generally without pay, but if it was a truck day and we had a heavy morning crew for that, but the truck couldn't get through due to snow, most absolutely would be sent home without clocking in. I agree the Amazon thing is a problem, but people need to understand it does not begin or end with them, and plenty of workers making $7.50 an hour at your grocery store are working under similar conditions. It all needs attention, and it all needs to stop. Thanks for your time and the important stuff you cover. Well said. I would love an applause cue there because it is very true. This is actually great timing, Anonymous, because this relates to an upcoming episode on sort of the future of work and automation and inequality and the question of, you know, one of the big questions that doesn't uh, often get addressed, why do CEOs make so much more money? Why, why is the real value of what actual workers bring home every year, why is that decreasing while at the top it's, it's ballooning? Um, and I, I wanted to start it this way. Matt Knoll uh, you guys have had retail or service jobs in the past, right? You know, um, yeah, well, yeah. I'm sorry. Sure, <laughs> yeah. I worked at a retail uh, music equipment and guitar shop uh, during high school and college. Yeah, yeah I've, I've not. Culture. I've not worked in that. Ah, that's right. I forget sometimes how long you and I have been doing this, right? <laughs> so, um, I, I will say though that the, the shop that I worked in, while awful for its own reasons didn't have any corporate ties at all. Uh, and there was a lot of leeway in those departments. But also this is like kind of pre 
smartphone days, honestly. So it wasn't like you were just dicking around on your phone unless you were making phone calls. And honestly, people would call you at the shop. It was, God, I'm old too. Like literally people would call you at the shop and you would, you know, you'd get a look from the boss if you took a personal phone call. Uh, but that's the day. Those days are over. Now it's definitely more about, you know, getting can for messing around with your iPhone. Well, yeah. And you don't need a global brand to be a brutal boss you know, to put some uh, alliteration on there because, you know, people have horror stories about family-owned businesses that they have worked with, you know, or people have stories about being in the service industry in upper echelon places, right? Like private clubs and so on. And they still, you know, you still uh, can be treated uh, quite poorly without much recourse. And this, this is something that we wanted to highlight because, you know, of course, you know, it's fair to say the vast majority of people, whatever their position in a retail environment, are just trying to do a good job, you know, and get off the get off the clock and get home and hope no one's being a jerk to them. But also for any of our non-US listeners, the protections for retail employees, not just Amazon. And and you're right, Anonymous, Amazon gets the lion's share of the criticism most recently, but um these protections are often not enforced. You might see a battered, laminated OSHA sign in the break room, but how often do you see that enforced? Uh, And how often do you see someone able to speak truth to power in those situations? It's dangerous. It results in injuries. It results in death sometimes. We've heard of what's happening, you know, uh, that prompted the uh, Kellogg strike, right? And we've heard heard horror stories. It's the fact of the matter. And what I believe is uh, impactful here about what Anonymous has told us is that I am certain, I have certitude that so many of us listening today have their own horror stories. And if you would want, if you would like to be a part of our, our upcoming episode with the future of work, with some ideas about the state of retail and the service industry, then we would love to hear from you and we'll do our best to protect your anonymity if that is what you wish um for one example for again this is like the one of the number one things my friends who are foreign nationals always find baffling in the u.s uh the way they put it is the price is never the price right like you go to a store something is 9.99 it's not 9.99 when you pay because the taxes aren't listed. Or you go to a restaurant and you order some food, right? And you and your friends have a little brunch or something. Then the price on the menu is not the price you pay. And it's even, even if it's indicated, uh, even if you understand and predict the taxes, you're expected to tip, right? Because that's passing the burden of what the boss should be doing onto the consumer. Tipping is very confusing to uh, people from a lot of other cultures. And I think there is a full episode here. I think there is an, an exploration we must conduct. Uh, and I, I want to end with that clarion call. Please contact us, give us your war stories, and perhaps more importantly, give us your take on what can be done to address these injustices. Uh, the point I would like to end on here uh, for you, Anonymous, and for everybody else who is currently or has been in the past in the service or retail industry is that you are doing things that other people just probably cannot do. 
They don't have the, the, they don't have the people skills. They don't have the organization. These are some of the hardest working people in this country and on the planet and take so much guff. And it's frankly offensive to see those feel good stories about quote unquote essential workers that are marketed by the same media that turns around and portrays these folks as somehow worth less than other people. And, um, I just think it's unconscionable. And I feel like without going on a, out on a limb that the three of us can agree on that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So with that, we are going to call it a day for this week. As we said, we try to be easy to find online. We cannot wait to hear from you. And uh, thank you to everybody who has uh, reached out to me over the break. Uh, I am still going through the messages, but I will respond. Uh, and in the meantime, Help us out. This show cannot exist without you. That's right. And you can send us your feedback, your stories, your comments, complaints, concerns, uh, any of that good stuff uh, to us. We are super easy to find on the Internet. Yes, we are at Conspiracy Stuff on Twitter and YouTube. You can all, oh, also Facebook. And you can find on Facebook our page, Here's Where It Gets Crazy. All you need to know is who hosts the show. You can also list Alexis codename Doc Holiday Jackson, or maybe Paul Mission Control Deccan. Either way, you can get in. It's not that hard. Or, or just a bad joke. No or a bad joke. Behind. No when you, behind. Yeah, when you When you apply. And, oh, also on Instagram, we are at Conspiracy Stuff Show, and you guys have Instagram accounts as well, correct? Sure. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Brown. You can get a behind-the-scenes peek at uh, my various misadventures and weird research at Ben Bolin, HSW on Twitter or at Ben Bolin, B-O-W-L-I-N on Instagram. Wait, you're saying, guys, guys, Doc, I hate social media. I heard those episodes. I'm not going to touch that kind of stuff anymore. But I need to tell you something. While you're in luck, there is another way to contact us. Just give us a call from your mouth through a computer to our ears. Say it with us, one eight three three stdwytk You'll get a message telling you you're in the right place. And then from there, you have three minutes. Those three minutes are your own. Go nuts. Get weird with it. Give yourself a nickname. Tell us your story. Let us know if we can use your name and or message on the air. Uh, try to keep it condensed. Uh, if you feel like your story needs more than three minutes, don't feel like you have to call repeatedly. You can write it all down for us. We'd love to hear from you. You don't have to edit yourself. Give us those ancillary links. Give us those weird rabbit holes. We are badgers with a bag on this one, and we read every single email we get where we are. Conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now.